You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, everybody, and welcome to System Check, a weekly all-elite wrestling analytics show. I am your host, Ryan Knightsey. I want to thank everyone for listening in to another week's episode of System Check. We are down the homestretch, past full gear, and heading into more weekly television of AEW Dynamite, which uh, makes me more excited. We got a good-ass show coming out of Chicago, Illinois, coming out of the Sears Center this week. For, so I guess for all those that attended the Survivor Series weekend, stay in Chicago for a couple more days and head over to the Sears Center uh, to see some AEW television. Uh, but of course, we have some nice-ass segments today. Of course, we're going to have the Jericho uh, celebration for the lay champion. Uh, so I'm excited to see what happens. Cody will be returning to action. But of course, we got a couple matches here that have a lot of implications into them and a couple matches here that have already been announced three of whom uh, we will go over into, I guess. Um, so without further ado, uh, like I said, uh, we're going to talk about the ratings. We're going to talk about the analytics. That is what we are. We are an analytics show. Think of it like uh, any sort of like basketball like preview show. That's We're going to sort of talk about it, sort of talk about those things. So that's basically what the show is. That's the premise of it. So why don't we get into it, folks, and let's start talking about AEW Dynamite in Chicago Noise. Uh, Illinois, Illinois, Chicago, Illinois, AEW Dynamite, the Sears Center, the return to the Sears Center. Let's get into it right now. First up is going to be Adam Page taking on MJF. Of course, Adam Page is ranked number three out of 28. MJF is ranked number five out of 28, according to our own personal Ocelot ranking system, which we've gone into great detail before. But you can check out last week's episode to talk about the ranking updates. But, of course, Adam Page, MGF, they're fighting over that Dynamite Dozen Battle Royal, that Dynamite Dozen Diamond Ring. There's so many Ds in this word, in this sentence. Uh, and, of course, that being presented by Diamond Dallas Page. So there's a lot of different elements in this match. Of course, the winner will get that nice Diamond Ring that has the AEW worth a bunch of millions of dollars or whatever. Adam Page is, of course, the favorite heading this match with a 52% chance of winning. But, you know, he is 4-3 in his record books while MJF 1-1. One one. MJF hasn't actually wrestled a lot, if you think about it. MJF has is 1-1 one one in his uh, singles action. And when you look at his overall score, MJF is 2-1, having a trios win as well. And that trios win was what? At Fight for the Fallen? Um He's lost a fatal four-way at Fighter Fest, and he beat Brandon Cutler. Those are the three matches that MJF has had, while Adam Page has had a total of boop, 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 10 matches already. So 
big disparity, I guess, in between the stats, I guess, of these two. Adam Page is coming in with a streak of one, while MJF is coming in with a streak of three, hot streak of three. So good on MJF. Uh, he did, of course, he won that trios match. He won that Brandon Cutler match. And then he uh, won, I guess, the Battle Royal to a certain extent um, last week. The Battle Royal isn't reflected in his ranking, or sorry, his his records, I should say, um, since uh, Young Bucks have stated that doesn't necessarily count his records. But alas, I'm going to count in his streaks. Um, so good on MJF. MJF never been pinned in AEW. In that, even in that battle royal, not that battle royal, even in that fatal four way, um, that was not MJF pinned in that match. Um, it was, in fact, if I'm not mistaken, let me find it up real quick. I believe it was Jimmy Havoc who was actually pinned in that fatal four way. So MJF, of course, never been pinned in AEW. Have only had three matches. Um, and he's never been pinned, however, in any of them. Page, of course, four and three, but he's been pinned four times overall, twice by Jericho, twice by Pac. So it's basically, we've seen from him is that, you know, four and three, that's not a completely great record. He's been pinned twice by the champ, the current champ, I should say. He's been twice by Pac and ended up losing the that uh, feud, I guess you could say. And now he's feuding with MJF over a ring. He is the favorite. However, I think that maybe because MJF is not hasn't had many matches compared to Adam Page. Of course, Adam Page is you could argue the better wrestler. MJF is a better talker. But MJF, I'll be honest, he will be my pick to win this match. I think MJF. The problem with MJF now is that he can win this match, but now he also has Wardlow on his side. And Wardlow is going to be uh, a big threat, I feel like, in the upcoming weeks. And I think Wardlow might be the person that uh, does MJF, or does Adam Page in, I guess. If we're looking at average match times as well, MJF, his average match time is seven and a half minutes. Sorry, not seven and a half, seven minutes and 49 seconds. While Adam Page is at 14 and a half minutes. MJF, half of Adam Page's average wrestling time in that ring. So MJF finishes it quick. He's a quick, he's a quick guy. Uh, he uh, gets gets in and out real quick. But uh, you know, with MJF with having Wardlow in his corner, MJF might win it. Like you know, he might be even faster. You know, so Wardlow is that mystery wild card. He Page doesn't have much of a advantage in going into this match. MJF is really the one with the advantage here. So you know, I'm gonna have to give my pick here to MJF to win this one and win that ring and it's gonna be even more awkward when diamond dallas page uh gives it to him right now when dallas page is like uh here you go buddy um you betrayed cody my friend i'm sure page is not gonna be happy about that maybe maybe we'll see a cutter uh who knows um but uh i that my pick is going to be mjf winning this one winning this match big Next up, we're going to head into, it's probably going to be the main event of the match, but I want to head into this right now in terms of the um, preview, because I think this is maybe kind of an obvious pick, and that match is, of course, going to be the late champion Chris Jericho defending his AEW World Heavyweight Championship to Scorpio Sky. And the reason I think it's one side is, of course, that Scorpio Sky, it's hard to tell, though. Scorpio Sky is the only person that has pinned Jericho in 
ever in the history of AEW. Granted, it was a tag team match, but Jericho was the one pinned by Sky. Now, Sky, however, he's unranked in single action. We have not seen what he can do in singles competition. Well, Jericho, of course, he's the champ. He's number one out of 28. Jericho, you know, because of that knowledge, he has a 62% chance of winning, but it's largely, it's like, it's unproven. We have no idea how Sky can be as a singles performer in AEW. Um, you know, Sky, even in tag team action, he's only been pinned by Jack Evans. Uh, and versus the tag team matches himself, Sky has pinned Jericho, of course, Trent Beretta. Um, looks like that might be it, actually. <laughs> At least that's what I have all listed down. So out of however many five victories, Sky's gotten maybe two of those victories. A little half, a little half, a little half. So maybe a little bit more, you know, because there's other matches as well. But even then, Sky isn't the big. He he is being pushed more of of anyone, I guess. But it's really hard to tell, right? Because in singles action, we have no idea how he's been doing more. He's been presented more like a star, but uh, never forget that um, you know anything could happen. We have no idea. In singles action, he did get the pinfall in a tag team match. But again, not singles action. There's a little bit of a difference there. I, I think it it matters to a certain extent less. It's still huge. But if it makes sense that, you know, he Jericho was also getting beaten up, double teamed, all that stuff, and not one-on-one. Uh, of course, in this match, you have the wild cards. Of course, I imagine Kazarian and Daniels could be involved in some capacity. Maybe Daniels can get distracted by Pentagon Jr. and Phoenix. Well, I guess Pentagon Jr. specifically. Jericho, he could have anyone in the inner circle by his side. He could have Proud and Powerful. He could have... Uh, Sammy Guevara. He can have Jake Hager. He can have anyone on his side of the field. It's just who would he choose and who would get involved and who would get involved but allow him to get the victory the most. You know, maybe Jake Hager. He's been coming out with Jake Hager a lot as his second. So who knows? Um, but it's an easy pick to me. I don't see personally Jericho losing this match to Scorpio Sky. Uh, Jericho has been an amazing champion so far. He's he's won every single match except for that one uh, tag team match with uh, SCU involved. Again, that could all go out the window um, if if Sky gets another victory tonight. But again, I'm not expecting Sky to win. I I think it's sadly it's sort of like a Darby situation where I didn't expect Darby to win the match and he didn't. But I think it's mainly because uh, you know I I think. Sky's not there yet. I think Sky as a as a wrestler is he's got a lot of the tools of the trade and he's been in this business for a long time. But I think he needs a little bit more edge. He needs a little bit more a little more audience participation. He needs maybe more. He's missing something, and maybe that is they've both been wrestling for a long time. Maybe I can see. I mean, Scorpio Sky. Maybe I can see how long he's been in this business. But he is definitely, and anyone could agree with this. Scorpio Sky is nowhere close to uh, the level of wrestler that Chris Jericho is. So he has, uh, he has the unenviable task of trying to take down, you know, uh, Chris Jericho. He has been wrestling singles action since tw- 2002. You know, and we're talking Chris Jericho. He's been wrestling since, what, the 70s, the 90s? Spelled Jericho wrong in cagematch.com, but that's, that's fine. Uh, Chris Jericho has been wrestling since 1990s. That's whole 12 years on top of it. Did I do that math right? Yes, 12 years on top of Scorpio Sky. The Scorpio Sky, he is experienced. 
Scorpio Sky does have 17 years of experience, but compared to Jericho, he is not quite there yet. I think all of those in conjunction of, you know, of course, Jake Hager, the rest of Inner Circle, um, SCU, um, SCU being, Daniels being distracted by Pentagon. Uh, I think there's a lot of those things um, warrant Jericho getting the victory. I think Sky could come close, um, of course, because it was a roll-up victory. But if all of it takes was a roll-up, Jericho just needs to practice reversing his roll-ups. Reversing that roll-up into maybe walls of Jericho. Uh, and seeing what he can do to put away Scorpio Sky and get the victory. But again, my vote is going to be Chris Jericho. He is the AEW World Champion. He is undefeated up until this moment. But it was a, it was lucky. It was a, was a roll-up. So maybe we'll see what can happen when... Uh, you know what uh, Sky can do. But, of course, my pick is going to be Chris Jericho. And finally, the only other match that has been announced as of Tuesday morning at the time of my recording is Kenny Omega tanking on Pack. Pack, of course, ranked number 6 out of 28. Omega, number 8 out of 28. Pack is the favorite heading into this match. He's a 52% chance of winning. He's uh, Both are on one-win hot streaks. Pack, of course, he is 4-1-1. One, and one. Of course, he had that draw victory loss, I guess. That draw against John Moxley. Where Omega is 3-2. and two. Omega largely has a lot of uh, unsanctioned matches, two specifically, uh, where he won one and lost the other. Uh, but those don't count in the records themselves, but it is something to remember. Uh... The Brutalizer, let's talk about some finishing moves. The Brutalizer, 80% effective. There's only been one person to get out of the Brutalizer, and it was Adam Page at full gear, who was able to crawl to the ropes. The Brutalizer wasn't effective enough to slow down Adam Page. Adam Page was able to wheel himself out of it and crawl to the ropes and get that rope break, Uh, whereas Kenny has not been able to get out of the Brutalizer before, succumbing it to pack at all out. Of course, then, we're looking at the one-wing angel. Omega, 100% effective. That is the most effective move. You know, maybe this could be the double back. Maybe this is Kenny Omega getting the win over Pac again. Of course, Omega was pinned, submitted by Pac before. Previously, like I said, at All Out. He's also been pinned by Mox and Jericho. Whereas Pac has been only pinned by Adam Page twice. Adam Page and Pac having the big rivalry there. You know, so I, I who... Who would be the edge here? Who would get the edge here? Kenny Omega, it's similar. It, it, you know, it's 52% chance of winning. That's not a huge blowout victory, right? And AEW has done a good job of leveling everyone to be on the same playing field to a certain extent or putting matches together with one person not dominating the other person. Um, you know, in some cases, I guess. But uh, Omega here, you know, he is, you know, he has... Both are being pushed equally. So it's a question of who could get the edge here. Omega, his match length is usually averages out to 24 minutes. Pack 15. So Pack can finish it just as quickly. I mean, average winning match length. We're talking Chris or sorry, Kenny Omega is 20 minutes. While uh Pax is 15 minutes. 15 minutes to 24 seconds. Pack can put you away really quick. So that's something Kenny Omega. Has to have Kenny Omega has the endurance, but Pack is someone that uh, hits hard, strikes hard, grapples hard, submits hard, high flying. Pack is the overall athlete, so he can you know do all those things better and can put you away faster. Whereas Kenny Omega, 
He has the endurance. He has the heart. He has the fortitude. But can he succumb to pack? Will he succumb to pack again? Um, or will he rise above that? So that is the question for Kenny Omega on everyone's mind. Can he get the win back by pack? Of course, this is Omega pack two. So who's the pick? My pick, however, is going to probably... Hmm. I, I'm maybe actually going through Omega. It's a tough one. I it, Who can get the win? It's a tough one. I think Omega gets the double back. He gets the victory. Um, you know, of course, with Ocelot rankings, we can sort of see how people are being pushed to a certain extent. To a certain extent, I should say. So if we just look in those Ocelot rankings real quick, you know, if we look at the numbers of it all... Um, what is this? Dynamite. So it's going to be 20 times 24 modifier on all these results. But yeah, if we're looking at it, then Pac will drop to number eight. Um, you actually swap with Kenny Omega. Well, Kenny Omega will go to 24. Yeah, they will literally swap in the rankings. Uh, Kenny Omega to number six, Pac to number eight. So they'll swap, assuming Kenny Omega gets the victory. If Omega fails to get the victory, well, that's a whole nother issue, isn't it? Um, that means Omega is just going to be falling farther and farther down the thing. And there's something to say. Omega has never been like the top guy. He's always been in the middle of the pack to a certain extent. So can he go even more? Uh, if oh, if Pack gets the win, Pack will actually shoot up to number four, um, which is good for him. Shoot up two rankings. Omega will drop to 1,600 even. So he'll drop to number 11, going from 8 to 11. So a big drop for Kenny Omega, big victory for Pac. Pac could be sizing up to be the next number one contender if he gets the victory. But if Omega gets the victory, maybe I think he has another match. Maybe he has to do, maybe a match against Adam Page um, to really determine the number one contender. Of course, that's determining whether what happens if MGF and Adam Page. So it's all, they're all, everyone's sort of circling around it. Who's the next number one contender? Who's going to be in? My vote would be if Pac can win this match, Pac could easily be in line to be the next number one contender for Jericho's title. It's just a question of will it be Pac? Will it be Omega? Will it be Paige? Will it be MJF? Will it be Moxley? That's someone who's not wrestling tonight that we know of. So what's happening with happening with Moxley? Uh, of course, Cody's returning, but he can't challenge anymore. So who the hell knows? But like I said, it's very interesting to find out um, so my vote, honestly, is probably going to be Omega. I, I think Omega has the fortitude. I think Omega's gone through the worst of it. But at the same time, he has gone through the worst of it. But then again, he's also cleared. He's cleared to wrestle, so he's going to be okay enough. But is he distracted enough by Pac? You know, of course, coming off of AEW Dark, he was able to successfully defend his AAA title. But... Is he going to be distracted by John Moxley? Will Moxley make a presence in this match? I feel like if Moxley makes a presence in this match, during the match at least, making some sort of distraction effort or something, I don't really see why Moxley would do that besides just straight up attacking him. But uh, my vote would then be Omega would then lose. Pack gets the victory. But if Moxley isn't there, Omega is able to focus, able to focus on getting the victory. I think he can. Um, I think maybe that's one of the reasons why he lost it all out. So he can get that win back if he's able to defeat Pac. So, you know, assuming Moxley is not involved, assuming Omega can get his focus in correct order, my vote is going to be Omega uh, to win this match against Pac in Chicago. 
And that's it, folks. That's another episode of System Check in the books. I want to thank everyone for listening to this episode. Of course, we'll have that uh, written out r slash squared circle page that you can have um, with you to read, I guess you could say. We'll have a link to it on our Twitter page, which is, of course, at HitTheBooksPod. Of course, we are part of the uh, Hit The Books Network. Not really, I guess, because I I don't know. But uh, we are part of Hit The Books, so follow us on Twitter at HitTheBooksPod to get your ideas. And if you like the show, use that hashtag checked, and we'll be able to shout you out in the process. You're going to subscribe to this podcast feed, of course, every Tuesday. I'm actually, I'll talk about now, I'm thinking about switching the show to Wednesday. Uh, And reason being is that AEW Dark, uh, I think, gives time, I think I need to give time a little bit for people to maybe catch up on AEW Dark because this comes this episode usually comes before AEW Dark, but has AEW Dark results in part of it. So maybe it's important to maybe move the show to Wednesday, um, you know, Wednesday morning. Plus, there is this thing that AEW Dark announces a match usually uh, in their program. So maybe, you know, getting that extra match in would be a good thing for uh, me and you and be able to talk about those extra matches that come out of AEW Dark. Because, of course, in this show, we don't have a women's match. We don't have a tag match. Uh, I would have to imagine something of that sort is going to be announced. I just don't know when and where. So I'm thinking about switching this to Wednesday, switching the program to Wednesdays on this podcast feed. Um, So I'll make a decision soon probably i'll definitely tweet about it at hit the books pond uh and maybe i'll put a little blurb on tuesday just be like hey guess what we're coming out wednesday so don't worry um but yeah i'm thinking about switching it i'll let you all know the r slash squared circle post will stay on tuesday however um so you can have that as a little bit of a preview um but again um thank you all for listening to system check uh if you would like follow us on twitter at hit the books pond subscribe to the podcast feed so you can get continue to get um this show of course if we're moving to wednesday what better way than to remind your show remind yourself about the show and get ready for the show but in case it moves to wednesday mornings um by subscribing nothing better way than to do that so i highly recommend subscribing to stay in the know of system check you can also review the show on podcast app we would greatly appreciate of course you can leave five stars we'll shout you out in the process and just use hashtag checked and we can definitely make sure that we can shout you out in that process. Um, like I said, uh, thank everyone for listening. Until next time, until next week's AEW, which I think will be in Champaign, Illinois, or something like that. Some, you know, it's some University of Illinois sort of situation. Until next week, uh, which I'm very much excited about. Uh, until next time, have a good day. I love you, and please stay elite. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic. But today, 
work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA, from growing the cotton to adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride, purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20.